That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate. Fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Oh, dude, I fell today. I hurt my back. So the, I'm one week. Fall? I can't, I went to go get beer uh, from the corner, and it's been raining all day. And I came inside uh, my apartment, and there's like those three steps from the entranceway. Yeah, they were just super yeah. slick. I took one step. I was like, I was walking real slow. I knew I was very aware of my surroundings, of what was going on. I had my beer in my hand, and I as soon as my foot hit the first step i in full seth fashion both arms went up <laughs> like the oh, beer man. case like went up above my head and i was like oh no and it just slammed on the ground and like i fell on all three steps like my back hit all three steps oh uh, man landed right That's on rough it. dude but no beer you didn't break anything yeah not even a wow not so even nothing a broke no nothing bones broke. no beers yeah so I guess it was the best case scenario for that situation. Yeah, if you had to do it, if it had to happen. Yeah. I mean, the best case scenario is you're athletic and you use your arms and stop yourself. But for what you've done, yes. All right. Thank you for that. Nine beers deep. I'm Seth I'm Harmon. Fucking Cody Shelton. <laughs> We're gonna chug a beer. Let's go, pussy. Here we go. You're, you're in a mood today. Yeah, man, I'm in a What's dark place. On? I really What's going am. on, dude? Talk to me. You know, I don't know. I just don't care anymore, you know? Just in one of those places where I just don't care. Uh, I'm over it. I'm just over a number of things. And I really work hard not to, but it is affecting everything else that's nice, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like a weird combo of like... It's like not my normal kind of depression where I'm like don't want to get out of bed and more just like angry not hurt people but like just just tear things down you know yeah dude that makes yeah. sense so i'm not a troll i haven't devolved that far but maybe like you know sent something on fire yeah you're uh, like a aggra- uh, aggressive angry or aggressive yeah. sad yeah yeah yeah. Well, dude, I mean, it's, it's better than, I mean, I, I'm, I feel like I, I'm not in a similar place, but I, this week has been just super depressing and yeah. I can't, I've, I've cried multiple times this week, multiple Man. times for no reason for like really dumb shit. I was sitting on my couch the other day, just beating myself up for no reason, crying, uh, thinking about acting and theater and how far away from it I am right now and uh I just got in my head and I was like well fuck this well then what do I need to do how do I uh leave this behind and move on to something else because this isn't fucking working like just really dumb thoughts really negative thoughts that have nothing to do with how I truly feel you know yeah because that's not what I want yeah I don't want to stop acting. I don't want to have those negative thoughts. I don't know. It's weird because it's harder to, which thankfully I do have you. I'm very grateful for right. that. But Likewise. It's, it's harder to do it alone. Oh man. And I found that it's definitely harder to, to, to uh, sort out your feelings and your thoughts alone. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're in that frame of mind, it's hard right. to see out of it sometimes. Yeah. You know? Right. We took a deep, <laughs> depressing dive deep. right in. Nine Straight beers up. deep. <laughs> uh, nine beers deep, where you come to escape. Uh, so now let me get back to how every night this week I just wish to peacefully die in my sleep and just hope that my kitty cat was taken care of. And everyone that I love knows I love them, you know? And it's kind of funny because I have been feeling this way for, I don't know, for a little while now, you yeah. know? And I went out and had some drinks with one of my friends here in L.A. We, we were going to – it's kind of funny this happened. So we went out, went drinking for a few hours, and then we were going to smoke some weed. But then we didn't want to do it there, so we are going to just go hang out around my place. And there's this group of, of homeless gentlemen that live 
right across the street from us. And funny, one of them I haven't seen in a while. And he's like one of the main guys over there. Um, and let me just say, like, very great group of people, this, this homeless encampment here. But he's not even homeless anymore. This is what's crazy. So, okay, so my buddy parks, and um, he needed to, like, go get rolling papers or whatever. And so we were going to walk over to the 7-Eleven or whatever the fuck. And we're getting out of the car. And this is, like, kind of later at night, like maybe 11, something like yeah. that. And we're walking across the street, and I hear one of these dudes yelling something at me. And I don't know what the fuck he said. It sounded like he was saying a different language. <laughs> like speaking a different language and he's yelling. So like I like turn and I walk over to where they're they're little they have like a little hangout area. Like people have given them couches, so they're just like hanging on these couches, smoking weed. And I walk over there and and the guy is like calling me the care a uh, character from um Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> That's what he's calling me. So I guess cause like my build is similar to this character and he was What like, is the what is that character's name? J- Jiren versus Goku. So the name is spelled J-I-R-E-N. Yeah. So that's what he was saying. And I not. I don't think I'm, I'm pretty 90% confident I'm mispronouncing that. Um, but that's what he was shouting at me. <laughs> and then we walk over there. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. You know, I don't know what the hell you're saying. And then he was like, Dragon Ball Z, bro. And starts like breaking down like all of this, like <laughs> these like um, spiritual concepts that are related to like this dynamic of this character and these things. And, and they start going off on this like talk about everything in the lot in life is like made up of the same stuff or like we're all, and I'm going to butcher this. Like they were going deep on some shit, but they were like, we're all, everything is made of the same things. We're all energy. Right. And I don't even know why he was saying this to me. That's the best point. Sorry, everyone listening. I know I'm like all over the place right now, but he's like, we're all energy. And so basically whatever, you're putting out like what, whatever your vibration you're at, that's what you're bringing to yourself. Mm. Like, that's what he was like. So we're all capable of being anything we want and having anything we want. It's just, are we able to maintain this uh, energy output that is required to have those things? Right. And I mean, like it was seriously like a 30 minute talk. I was just sitting, me and my buddy were just sitting there listening to these dudes and and then it turns out like one of them's not even homeless anymore and i'd wondered where he went because i hadn't seen him anymore he's like oh i got my own place now he's like i just like to come back here and like check on my people and make sure everything's good and and he was like so yeah like i'm still around and he gave me a business card and they were just like both such nice people but like were saying things to me unprompted because they really don't know me they see me and they'll like yell stuff at me like hi and stuff they don't know me, but they were like saying all this stuff that really played into all of the dark shit that we're talking now. Right. You know, and I have actually been trying to remind myself of that the past couple days because I'm like, yes, I have to change my mindset. I have to, like, if I ever want to come out of this and like really stay out of it, really to like overcome. And it's like, you know, we're all in trying times. It, depending on where you live, you know, where Seth and I live, it's, it's, um, not the easiest time to just be living in those cities, you know? Right. And, and uh, the stuff that we're both so well, passionate I about mean, is non-existent right now. Well, not non-existent. It's just very, very, very more difficult restricted, you know? But, I mean, that's the thing is like that we both live in these really, these two really great cities that we moved to, to pursue what we wanted to do. And they're, there's not even like, how do I need to phrase this? So like, there's like the professional part that we want to access from our cities. We can't do that Mm -hmm. right now, or it's really difficult to do that right now. But then also the fun aspects that you get from the living in a larger city, those are truly not accessible anymore. Right. So it's kind of just high rent, (laughs) high stakes. Everybody is, is um, held to a much higher standard in these larger cities than they are in any other city in the U.S. because the population is higher, so the risk is higher. So everything is just kind of like you're giving a lot more and you're not getting anything. Right. You know, and, it, and it's like, yeah, and all the stuff that it, it, it's, it's just a, it's a hard place to live. And then now, like with how things are going, you know, like with the unemployment, you know, rent doesn't get cheaper just because like unemployment gets cut. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. So, yeah, you know, you right. find yourself like, so there's like all these different stresses that are like landing on you. Like the stress of that. The only thing I have to actively do is like, which luckily there are a couple, like if they have outdoor seating, you can kind of like find some places to like hang out. Right. But like working out, you know, it's like difficult. And that's like a something I'm passionate about acting. It's, it's really difficult. And that's something we're both passionate about. Like the big event of the day is like going to the grocery store, you know? And even there, it's like, right, just dumb. I'm over and it, it. And like, it, and the city's going broke, so it's getting trashier and trashier. It's like escape from LA out here right now, you know? Dude, nothing's I wanna, being cleaned. Yeah. There, the homeless population is increasing. So there's just people everywhere, and uh, not that you know, like it's it's just it's like a manic energy is what it right. feels like to me. But I also live in like the heart of Hollywood, so. It's just wild all the time anyway. But that's so weird because like we do live in two very big cities, like what the top five big cities in the US, right? Chicago is yeah. like number three or I mean, four. I don't really know, but that makes sense. Yeah. But like and it's it is very similar, but it is very different because you're struggling with that. And then here, and I think that you're dealing with this as well. I don't know how your friends are or anything like that, but nobody wants to hang out nobody yeah like i have meetups with sarah yeah that's it yeah that's well not to mention oh go ahead sorry no i i have meetups with sarah and then that is it and nobody like uh dating's off the table um going out to a big group like and grabbing drinks uh even just like gathering a group of people and going to a park and social distancing outside is off the table here. Like right. there are people that do that, but not my friend group. I feel like it's more of like the, like the Wrigleyville, <laughs> like DePaul students that are here in the city mm-hmm. that are just kind of like off mommy and daddy's teat that they right. don't have to worry about anything because it doesn't really matter. Um, which I don't know how, how that is for you. Like, do you find that like the higher status people in your city, like go out more? Oh yeah. And have you feel trapped? Like I would yeah. love to throw a fucking party at my goddamn apartment. Yeah. Dude, just going out with my buddy for a few hours, it, it was like, so not freeing, you know? Right. Um, and not to mention people are just pouring out of this city like crazy. Oh, you know, same, like if they can leave, here. they're leaving. Yeah, you know. I have and I don't so blame many them. friends. It's like, so why many the fuck would you stay here? Packed up, moved out to the suburbs, moved back home, state. Yeah, like just because it was like, fine, I'm out of here. Which, like, yeah. that's my same thought too. Right. But what? I don't know. I don't know. It's right. That's and that's something I daily struggle with. It's like I have a dream, and I'm trying to like fight to like see it through. Yeah there's so much comfort and ease of life that I could choose if I wanted it, you know? And that sometimes aids to why I feel so depressed, I think. Cause it's like, man, I could literally move back to Arkansas or Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah. Um, and, and already just go right back into a functioning normal life. And not only that, I could have nicer shit. I could have more stuff, like be comfortable, see people, have fun, you know, like, right. but it all comes at a cost, you know, of like your dreams. Yeah. But what, so, but, but right now, what is, what is the cost? What there is, is the no dream? cost. Yeah. Right. There's no cost for right. you right. living in LA or me living in Chicago right now. Right. Nothing's right. happening. Right. You're right. Everything so is like, on zoom. Everything is like a, social distance or like a this what we're doing right now yeah that's what life is for for everyone so what cost is there like dude maybe we should just move back to texas man (laughs) i'd pack up tomorrow (laughs) i know colette wants to move back to austin she even she's like so desperate at this point she's even willing to move to Fayetteville with me <laughs> just because she knows I love that area and they have a um an equity theater there that does really cool stuff. <clears throat> well, fuck, dude. We 
<laughs> I feel like this entire first part has just been so sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then let's do this. Tell me one good thing that's happened this week. I don't know if I have one, but I'm going to ask you. <laughs> oh, I hung, out, I hung out with my buddy. I hung out with someone great. in person. Great. Good. That was great. Good. I have some cool opportunities coming up. I've um, shaved my mustache. I trimmed it into like a little pointy thing, and I really like it. Well, fuck, dude. Yeah. So, Didn't you yeah. used to have like a... It was like a handlebar. Yeah. And now it's just like a little prohibition style mustache. I've been reading a book on prohibition. That's why well, I dude, did it. I've been your your dad. Didn't your dad used to have like a curly my dad one? Had, has had multiple styles of mustache. So he's had your standard, uh, like you know, that goes down your chin. I can't remember what that's called. Like, uh, yeah, what is that? It's yeah, like your a... standard cowboy mustache. Mm-hmm. He's also had the handlebar. Um, he's 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 never not had a mustache. He's I've seen my dad without a mustache maybe twice in my life ever. But he also has like a. His mustache covers like a, a scar on his face. He got hit in the face with a bottle. And so he's got like, it looks like a <laughs> smile line, but it's only on one side. Oh but how God. the mustache is, it like uh-huh. covers it. So it cuts down? It cuts like in like a moon. So it's like starts at the top of his lip and like runs around and down. Dude, Cody's dad. Show that shit off. Show that scar yeah. off. And he just looks good with the mustache. Been a, a part of his style since before I was born. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, uh, my dad had a mustache. He had, he never had like anything fancy. Like he was just like, it was just a thick, just right across the lip, top well, part mustache. And, and I wonder he if had it's because all of, growing up, I wonder if because of his job, he was kind of limited on the style. Well, I think because of his job as a police officer, that was just like, okay. Everybody yeah, has a mustache. Cop stash. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was—a cop stash. Well, and it's all they're allowed to have. I don't. I think, I think they have to be clean shaven outside of a mustache. They're allowed to have mustaches. Oh, I bit the side of my cheek today. Hard. Oh, that's the worst. So hard and so deep. For a little bit, I thought I was going to have to go like get stitches because, like, I felt just so much skin. Real disgusting. I bit hard. And it's like a hole in the side of my cheek. What, were you just talking? No. No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just like snacking on something this morning. Of course you were. Yeah. Of course I was. What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. What do you feel like it means? I feel like you're calling me like a snacky fatty. Is that your conviction? That's... <laughs> Don't try and turn this around. I'm just Do asking. Not. No, no. Just asking. Uh-uh, no, I know what you're asking. You want me yeah, to... Yeah, simple question. Uh-huh. What I think that you mean? I think that you mean... I'm asking where it, hit home, where it hits for you, and clearly that's where it hits for you. That's your conviction. I guess you should men- you meditate on that a little bit. Dude, you're just being a manipulative fuck right now. What? <laughs> you're manipulating the situation. No, I'm asking <laughs> questions. Okay, all right, all right. But yes, I do feel like a fucking fat ass. So, <laughs> so to answer your question, Cody, yeah. you're fucking well, right. <laughs> Speaking of that, I've been doing intermittent fast, intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. I like it. I really like it. So, how does that work? I don't know so anything my about last the meal, actual. So it's like, like you have base, like the actual like. Uh, program. I mean, there are like because like multiple I eat, styles of it. I ate breakfast huh? yesterday, and then I didn't eat anything all day yesterday. Until, yeah, so it's like basically uh, you fast a meal. So like me, my last meal will be at like seven ish, sometime at seven. Just I try to beat down eating everything by eight o'clock at night, oh, and then I, I have, don't eat again until twelve or one o'clock the next day. I've heard that like you're not supposed to eat. Like, what is it, six hours before you go to bed? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know yeah. all the the exact. But yeah, because it affects your... Um, because if you're just going to lay sleep. down and... Yeah. Right, because now and, your body's also, still working. Also your metabolism, yeah. Because right. like, if you're up and moving and doing shit, yeah. Yeah, you're not storing. Yeah. yeah there's all kinds of... But definitely, I feel clear in the mind less sluggish all day and when i eat it doesn't like put me down 
where I'm like, Oh, I need a nap afterwards or something, you know? Yeah. My energy is more balanced and I'm still, you know, working out just as hard, if not harder, but I like it. I like it. I'm already down. I don't know. Five pounds, something like that. But that's why I started doing it. I was getting too big. So soon you're going to get those veins back on your abs, dude. That's my goal. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. That is my goal. I am here. I'm, I have your back, dude. I believe Pains in my abs. Pains they in once abs. were there. Yeah. I have never had veins on my abs. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I felt pretty Unless cool. It was like, never mind. I won't say that. <laughs> I'll stop. Dude. I'll stop. I'll stop dude. what I was going to say. I won't say it. You, I'm oh, sure no. you know what I was going to say. I'm I know sure you, I, I, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have had veins on my abs. God. Well, and that that's was our, done. That was our first dick joke. Dude, do you have any um serious news? No. You don't have any serious news today? No, it's all bullshit. I was too depressed, but here it is. Here's some serious news. Um blah 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 i don't even know the reference dallas they tried to demo a building they (laughs) fucked it up and now it's just they they're calling it dallas's leaning tower of pisa (laughs) um good luck you know cleaning that up guys Um, you're so invested i love it what's somewhere somewhere in the country i don't remember where they found a bunch of hamster dna they don't know where it came from Okay. This was another rendition of boop 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 seriousness. Okay, well I loved it. I love serious. Okay, so Dallas they blew up a building. Demoing a building. And it and it went wrong. So instead of the building going straight down like it's supposed to, it just kind of went boop over to the side. Oh shit! So now it's like this really dangerous thing because it's compromised, right? And it's a massive structure just leaning. So, like, are they going to have to blow out this side? But if they blow out this side, does that mean it goes going to collapse fully? Yeah, this side? yeah, yeah. A lot of questions. A lot of questions about how to deal with that one. How? Where is it at? In because the, the building's not going to fall straight down. I don't know. We can look it up if you want. Oh my god, that's like in the middle of the city. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, they fucked it up, huh? Okay, 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 okay. There's if it falls the way that it's gonna fall, it looks like there isn't going to be any to real damage. To yeah, it's kind of out next there. to it. So it is. There's like a parking lot or like a a. Um, field next to it so it's not gonna kill anybody or like tear down any other buildings so that's a plus but also what whoops what's what's the uh company that did this yeah whoops what if what if it needed to happen in the middle of a city whoops yeah oh well (laughs) serious news 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 what was the second one hamster dna yeah, somewhere in some country. I can't remember where. They found a bunch of mysterious DNA that belonged to hamsters, and they don't know where it came from or why it even exists. German police said Wednesday they are losing hope of finding out who left a, on a train a box of vials with hamster DNA, which caused alarm in southwestern town of Heidelberg last week. So it's just... So they don't know what's in the hamster DNA. Like it could be something dangerous. They found this strange box of vials, and but then in it is hamster DNA. So they don't know why or whose. It's just this weird thing. So, but it's in vials. A box yeah, because it's of DNA vials. samples. So, what are they concerned with? That it's going to be like hamster dna that has been fucked up in a lab well, somewhere it was on public transportation so they found all these weird mysterious files so they probably were worried it was like some kind of disease or right. some kind of you know something bad that someone intentionally yeah, yeah put on there to spread something but it turns out it's just hamster dna but then they're like why the fuck would someone have a box full of hamster dna maybe it was like a scientist that just like was tr- traveling from point a to point b and forgot it and or it's a fucking weird real life human centipede guy. 
Oh, dude, yeah. He's going to hamster like, people. He forgot it on the on the on the train, and he was just like jerking yeah. off to it. Yeah. He's going to make hamster fuck. people. Well, fuck, dude. Somewhere, somewhere in Germany, there's poor naked people trapped in a big cage with a spinning wheel inside, and they yeah. drink from a dropper. Oh. <laughs> and they're just like uh, sleeping in hay. Maybe they just like have like uh, it's them, and then it's like a hamster that's like sewed to their asshole, and then there's a person who's sewed to the asshole of a hamster, and it's like a hamster, maybe they took human pulled senior. their front teeth and then took the teeth of horses. And then surgically shoved them in there. Not even surgically, just shoved them in there. Now they got hamster teeth. And like took off like what? Like the middle part of the arm. And so they're just So the hands and the nubs. Little tiny. They're smothered in Rogaine so that hair is just growing all over their body. Oh my God. I believe it. I mean, I'm not going to put... It's 2020. Uh, Everything is up for grabs. Yep. So that's what's probably happening. That's the real mystery. In Germany, we'll keep you posted on if we hear anything about um, the hamster virus. Yep. It, you you heard it first here, on nine beers people. deep. Yeah. Well, technically, wherever we just read it, I guess you heard it first. You heard right, it, but second we broke here. the real case, which is yeah. the fact that this was being used because there's a, a psychopath out there making hamster people. Oh man! Oh, hamster yeah. people! I know. I could have a hamster person pet. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know how creepy that would be? Yeah, just keep him in a little cage in the corner. It's a and human. So you got a yeah. human-sized cage. Sure. I mean, sure. Why not? So a random person with weird patches of hair all over their body uh-huh. from the Rogaine. Uh-huh. Horse teeth. Yes. Oh, what And amputated pet. arms at the oh, elbow with yes. their hands sewn back on. Yes. Uh-huh. I will, I will name him Lionel. He will be my pet. Lionel the human hamster. Cool. Well, cool. Yeah. What a great, uh, what a great boop, 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 boop. serious news segment. Well, I'm going to send you some, uh, I forgot to send you those video clips that I said I was going to send. Yeah, you. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm going to send them to you right now and I'm going to have you listen to them because we're going to do the gay corner. Maybe we can get some sort of like glitter sound. sound. Dude, that's why you're my best friend. You knew yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sing it. You got to sing it so we can yeah, edit right. this properly. So it's like what? Glitter corner. Is that good? But wouldn't it be gay corner? Oh, yeah. Isn't that what you just called it? <laughs> that is what you I called it. Fuck. I was a <laughs> gay corner. Don't use that one. We'll, we'll <laughs> I can't even do it. You can record it on your own time and okay, then send cool. it to me and I'll edit cool. it in. Cool. Because I'm not Because right now it sounds like a furniture store. <laughs> what 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 would be the best? Gay corner. Is that better? I don't know. I'm gonna stop. Maybe if you okay. hold out like the gay, like okay. gay, yay, 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 yay. Okay, corner. so do Okay, so do like uh more like uh like, like a song, hey. yeah, Corner. yeah, yeah. Do more, um, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, something. Like that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, good. That's what we're looking for. Good, wonderful. I'm glad. Actually, don't edit any of that. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what yeah. is this? Okay, first of all. My first one, I'm going to send you the videos, but um, have you seen the Cardi B WAP video? Yeah. You have watched it? Yeah, I've watched it. Good. You're one, you're one step ahead. Because I didn't know if you had watched it. Also, that's a great video. It's a great video. Um, I was sucked in from like moment one other than why they had kylie jenner walking down the fucking just randomly walk through i i don't fucking know seemed like it was going to be like a fucking commercial for kombucha or something right i didn't know what the fuck was going on and it was it lasted forever 
it lasted like 15 yeah. seconds of her just walking and then looking at the camera. I know, you like, said she's going to do something, but she doesn't. No, she didn't do anything. Walk. I thought she was going to say something. I thought she was going to like be a participant a in like the, like the yeah. orgy of the, the snakes yeah, yeah. or something like that. Nothing happened. Nope. She just walked down just the walk. hallway. Down fuck through. you, Kylie Jenner. Why the fuck are any of the Kardashians famous? My body. So the reason I wanted to do Gay Corner, which I'll just go while you watch that, while you this sends to you. I wanted to do fucking Gay Corner because I wanted to. I I didn't really have the opportunity to learn a lot about gay culture or anything like that. So I want to take this time to try and invest my, I guess, like my energy towards learning about the world that, uh, or my community. I wanted to learn about my community. Um, and I feel like I have so many questions and any time that I'm talking to somebody, I feel like I'm in the middle because like, uh, dude, you're, are you watching the video right now? Yeah, I'm listening, but I'm also watching this. This is, they're going for it. Dude, it's They're really great. good dancers. It's great. They're great dancers. Um, Dude, I, I, like uh, like we were talking about the other day, it was like uh, like your friend who's like uh, saying that in straight conversations he 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 just wants to be like I don't understand what's going on, right? Right. I'm the I'm like that with in straight conversations, and I'm also like that in gay conversations when I'm with my gay friends and they make comments because I'm in this like age demographic where I'm supposed to know all of these things. And because of how I was brought up, I don't. And so, so many times people are like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 32. And they're like, well, okay, well, why don't you know, like, why haven't you heard this song? Or why don't you know this specific thing about our community, our gay community, our past? And it's because I'm still learning. Yeah, I came out late in my life. I mean, not as late as some people. Some people came out in like their 30s, their 40s, their 50s. I came out in like my my mid-20s. But there's all of these moments and all of these things, and especially like with uh, the drag community and any, like, I just don't have the knowledge that I feel like I should. So I thought, what a great, ex- what, what a great opportunity to educate myself while also educating anybody else. Who might want to know? That's cool, man. Yeah, dude. I cannot um, get over how great these dancers dude, are. Dude, so this is, um, this is, um, they're from LA, dude. Uh, this is a uh, Nicole Kirkland, and um, she's a choreographer or a dancer. She did this video uh, to WAP with Cardi B and um, uh, Megan The Stallion. And with, in collaboration with Mac Daddy, M-A-C Daddy, which is also um, Angel Marino. Don't look up Mac Daddy, though, dude, because all you're going to get is a Pornhub uh, actor. It's like M-A-C-K Daddy. And like, it's just about just really brutal, just like, just suck my dick all the way down. Oh, real, Real rough shit. Um, but so clearly you went, went, you went down that wormhole. I huh? did. I, I did. And you know, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy what I saw, but oh my God. <laughs> I did. Whatever. I'll, I'll stop talking. Um, oh no, God. but like, so Mac daddy is, a is the, is the main dancer in the middle of that. Yeah. Group. Yeah. I assumed when you told uh, me his name was he angel, was a, uh, he was a, um, I guess he's like an influencer, but like not like the one that like stands by fountains and falls in. Like he's like uh-huh. a makeup artist who's like super oh. famous. That's and cool. I guess he's also a dancer as well. And he's worked on multiple projects with the same woman, what did I, uh, Nicole Kirkland uh-huh. um, before. The video is amazing. I'm a, I'm a little late because it came out like two weeks ago, but oh. I saw it this week. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it was incredible. All the talent. They're like, they're such badasses um, uh, in there. And I, and dude, the reason that I, 
was I wanted to bring it up was because I also watched a like the making of the video. Oh, Nicole Kirkland, she works out of Playground, LA, right? Yeah, in LA. Yep. Yeah, a guy I work Correct. with wor- works there. He's oh, an instructor, really? Dexter. I think I've sent you some of his videos. Have you ever seen Dexter? I don't think I have. He's fucking incredible, incredible Dude. dancer. I Dude. thought even watching that, I was like almost he, waiting to see if Dexter was going to be in it. Is he? I was going to say, is he in it? Uh, I didn't see him, but maybe he was, and I just didn't recognize him. I, I, I don't know. Actually, I'd dude. have to look at it because they give the little cast list. But, but dude, I okay. So here's the reason that I wanted to talk about it because it made me. This is another. This is what spurned my depression and my crying on the couch. Is because you watch the making of which they were so encouraging of each other. I missed being in a room with other artists that are so supportive and so encouraging. Like they were doing like little moments, like little dance moments and mm. like on the table or like in the room, like on a chair and like, they, and everybody in the room, even though they were behind the camera, they were the dancers that were watching. They just finished their scene. They were fucking so supportive and just like yelling and like having their, their other, their friends, their artists backs. And it made me so emotional because I miss that. Because that's what I that's what I love about right. the art that we produce is knowing that somebody else has my back, no matter what. Like when you're on stage or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that feeling and watching the making of video made me feel a thousand different things. Um, also, every single dancer is hot as fuck. Every every scene was very uh, enticing. Yeah, very sensual, uh, should, very sensual movements there. I think that you can find it. I don't know what the actual like thing to look up, but if you just look up like gay wop on YouTube, yeah. it'll pop up. It'll come up immediately. Um, it's so good. I love it. I encourage everybody to watch it. Yeah. Um, that, that studio is yeah. um, right down the road from the Groundlings Theater. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like with a, in a stone's throw of each other. But there'll Everybody be like a mob go, of people yeah. just like sitting outside that storefront, like watching their dance classes all the time. Okay, so this is the other video that I'm going to send you. But wait, can we go back for you sending this the we first can. video? Let's talk about the first one. Okay, yeah, I really yeah. kind of missed it because I was watching it, and I right. know you were sharing lots of good stuff. Yeah. But so I know you missed the the collaborative a- aspect of art, which is Absolutely. what you're saying. Like the behind the scenes was so cool because. Yeah. They're all very gifted at what they do, but then they're also supportive of each other in like telling this story that they're working on. Like it was, Um, it was weird to watch in a good way because it was, I mean, it's obviously it's a different element than like when you're doing theater or film because it's like, you have to be more silent. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. with a music video with this, it was so much energy that it, I, I had a, like an emotional response to it because yeah. their encouragement of their friends, their colleagues made me miss that same encouragement that I get in the silence of being an actor. Does that make sense? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when yeah. I'm on stage or if I'm on, uh, if I'm on set with somebody and I can make that eye contact and I have that support from them and I know I have the support from everybody else, there's this just energy that's created and it's almost like I watched this making of and I felt that energy and it elicited a response that I did not anticipate. And I just like started crying because it, it, it just made me feel like I was out of the loop. I know that's probably a pessimistic way to look at it, but that's how I felt in the moment. Wait, out of the loop artistically or out of the loop artistically out of both both it is an artistic thing so i did feel out of the loop as an artist not like i couldn't not unattainable or something that i could i am going to do eventually but just right now in this moment i'm not doing that and that makes me sad yeah but then also as a gay man watching it and being like well i feel like this is such a great support system that also 
I don't have. Yeah, I was going to ask actually, like if that hit, like what your, well, how that differs from what you perceived from the behind the videos, behind the scenes, uh-huh. and the encouragement, like of their own community, their dance community, but they right. all happen to be gay as well. I'm guessing I, from I, the video, right? Because it was all. Guess, I thought, I'm not going to put that on everyone because, like, right, I, there might not. be a, a few dancers in that that are dance that are just professional dancers just who are just incredible dancers, incredible dancers, that wanted to be incredible a part of actors it. who yeah. committed to the role and like did it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know, but also um, Mac Daddy, and I feel like he also is very much LGBTQ positive. So I don't know if he would have cast anyone who wasn't gay in this specific video because it was like the gay wop. Like that, he made that very right. clear that it was like gay men can have wet ass pussies too, which is like boy pussy pussy. You know what I'm saying? That's actually a real term. I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I could have liked Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, and that kind of touches on what we were saying in the last episode. Like, this is like a, if you want to see a great example of what we were talking about, like, of like a community coming together and like showcasing their abilities. Right. And like, it's like, this brilliant. is like a really cool video to watch. I've, that. Like, I've wow, watched they're it incredible. Like, like so many times. Yeah. Cause I'm not a professional dancer, so I can't break it down. But I mean, I'm not they either. are definitely very good at what they're doing. You know, yeah. I can understand what you're saying about wishing you had a community that strong, though. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's not even, I don't think, a gay thing. I think that's just any. Everybody right. wishes they had a tight-knit community of not only tight-knit community, but um, – and who knows what it's really like, right? We all have ups and downs and, and friend groups and stuff like that. But like to have a tight-knit group of people that are all – really good at the same thing that you're passionate about so by being a part of this group you are challenged and hopefully ever getting sharper at your craft right because you're within it you know right and then you're creating together right which is cool so which i think that maybe it was maybe it's like jealousy i don't know what it is but like there are these wonderful dancers who are just like they've worked so hard they're fucking professional and they also have their community behind them, which is, again, what we talked about right. last week. And both of those things coming together. And I think yeah. me watching it made me, I don't think jealous is the right word. I think it made me sad, which I think just like spurned what is going on with in my head this week. Like it just, yeah. amp- it just amplified the feelings that I had. I get that. But also, at the same time, and this is for everyone listening, and that doesn't mean it's unattainable, mm. right? So now you know the thing that you want. So you can either start working really hard to find the community that it, to, to build that with, yeah. you know, like to, be, like to join it, yeah. or to build it yourself. But I think you know? that that's such a – I think that that's where is, I am at right now in my head is that – and why, again – I wanted to talk about this and have this discussion was because I do feel super segregated from my own community because of any time I have a conversation or if I'm in a group of friends, like they all talk about stuff that I don't know what they're talking about. And it's not, I would ever ask them to like dumb down a thing for me or anything like that. But like they have these conversations and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm 30 something years old. And I'm supposed, quote unquote, supposed to know these things, and I don't. And it makes me feel very separate. You're like um, a man without a tribe, you know? Right. Uh, That was like something prevalent within the Native American um, population at one point in time, because whoever was settling in that area, what they would do is like, say they were feuding with basically fighting to take over this land section from like a native American tribe. Right. Sometimes what they would do is take the children, like the the young Hmm. children and then try to raise them like white people, like under like, like their religion. This was all, I think driven. If I could fact check me, anyone listening to this, I think the big part of it came from like at a religious perspective, like, Oh, we're going to treat, teach these people to be, um, civilized 
and like raise them and right. civilize so, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but then what would end up happening is like, you know, there's still native Americans and they have like, um, uh, are seen a certain way by all the white people. And that's all they live with are white people. Okay. And they would eventually run away, but because they had sort of grown up in this environment, when they would find their uh, previous tribe, they were not welcomed. Right. So a lot of these people would end up committing suicide or literally wander alone their life for their life. Right. Because they were not no longer accepted in any group. Right. You know, and it's kind of what has happened to you in the sense that like you grew up in this specific environment that did not condone being gay. And yet I and still committed 100 Right. I committed 100% to be a part of it. Right. And then you I left such it. a big chunk of your life, like suppressing that, not ever yeah. studying it, I guess, yeah. you know, or being right. a part of it that then you finally wandered off and found your tribe, but you don't know their ways, you know? Right. So then it's like, but luckily though, we're not talking like, this is not where like, they're like, you're not welcome. It's right. just, you're so right. far behind in some senses that you feel isolated, Absolutely. you know? And but it's something you're going to have to. You know what? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is a, you're not welcome. Unfortunately. Yeah. Sometimes I, which I think I've talked about since we started the podcast about like being in Chicago and not feeling a part of the gay community. And I think this has to do with it. And I don't want to like, and I think I want to go back and maybe I don't want to retract what I said, but maybe like modify what I said that like, yeah, I, maybe I don't feel like, maybe it's not the, the Chicago gay community that has not accepted me. Maybe it's just, I don't, understand it and so it's like this weird like butting heads of like I that's don't, what i was gonna right so it's not bring up. it's not necessarily the community but it's like these two worlds colliding right well and this is we were actually talking about this yesterday and i think this kind of maybe plays into it so I, and i don't doubt there are members of your community that probably don't have uh, the will or desire to tolerate trying to because you're not totally in it in the same way that they are. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. But then also, like, we have the story of when we were drunk on the subway and those two very ratchet drag queens got on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you had a similar response to them, right? right? Like, And it was, like, a weird thing. And I think it was, like, a two-part. And we don't have to get super deep into this. But, we like, Cliff Notes was yeah. Seth and I are sitting on the subway. These two very rough-looking drag queens got on, and I mean rough in the sense of like, looked like heavy drug use was happening there, you know, heavy drug use. And he like leaned over to me, and he was like, "I guarantee you, they get off at this one particular stop." Yeah. And then at one point, Seth was like, "We get it, you're gay," you know, like, and got kind of like not heated, but was like went on this like little rant about how. It's people like you that make life harder for people like me, you know, like, and they did also, if you're wondering, get off at the stop. He said they were going to get off on, but then we later had a discussion about this because at the time it was not funny to us, but it was like, I, I understood where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because of where we came from. Right. Um, if someone was kind of cruising around like that, you would be probably a pariah, you know? Right. And also then your people would instantly associate uh, just your anybody else with that. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. so there was yes. like, there is like previous hurts and hardships that made you reactive in that way. Right. You know? Um, and maybe sometimes you unintentionally bring that into your own community, but then also your own community is bringing a certain thing against you too. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like this butting of heads that you're experiencing, but it's not because you have problems with him, you know, it's just where you came from. Right. Like it's created a specific Seth that now walks around the world that is learning about himself more and more every day, but that's a hard road Right. when you spend... 20 years of your life uh learning to think a different way and then deciding you don't want to do that you want to be happy but then you you go and you make all these chat choices and sacrifices yeah and lose a lot of things of yeah. your old life yeah to then 
find a different variety of hardships in your new life. Right. You know, that's kind of all I have to say. You can rip off that. I don't know how to put a button on Uh, that. No, I, I agree with you. And you know what? I, I, I don't really know what else to add to that because you're very correct because it is kind of like a sacrifice over here. And then you move to the new and it's like, it's hard to find people like you said, who don't want, who, who are willing to teach. And I know that that's such a hard thing to ask because it's like, I don't, I mean, like people who have grown up in like where, where they have support, there isn't an understanding of what it's like to not have support. Right. I, so many times I've uh, been talking to people and they and, and they have this, which I think that they do address this on um, Will and Grace, I think on the new Will and Grace on like the reboot uh-huh. where he's, he's like, my parents didn't support me. And then like, he's dating someone and this dude is like, Oh yeah. When I came out, my parents threw me a coming out party. And it's like, that is so far removed from me, from like reality. That is a fairy tale to me. Yeah. So having a conversation with a human like that, I think is important because it teaches me something about acceptance that I have right. not learned. But also I feel like it could teach someone else about not acceptance and about the history of where we came from and yeah. what we're still dealing with today. You know, because how I funny, don't think like, a lot of people understand how aggressive it is in from where we come from where it's very aggressive and i think it's gotten better especially in the church in some sectors in some like pockets being gay in the church has been more widely accepted yeah uh than when we grew up which i think it's great my beginnings are always always without doubt to question someone's motives when it comes to me yeah which I think is like a, maybe that's a trauma thing. I don't know if that's like a, a probably. Thing like I mean, can, or that like I'm going to carry, like, I'm just going to carry with me until like I die. I hope that's not what it is because like, I, I would love to without question accept love, but I don't know if that's ever, I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Well, I'm not gay. And I'm the same way, you know? Truth. Truth. You know, maybe it's just a human thing. It's a human thing that, or it's a thing humans can have. Yeah. And I honestly don't know that I'll ever not. Right. And maybe my fault is that I just accept that that is, you know, my way. (laughs) I don't want it to be. I would love to be loved by people and be able to openly accept love. I have no issue showing love, but it's very difficult for me to receive it, you know? It's like a weird thing. And I even had a weird thing for a while. Like people give me gifts. I would like want to throw it away. Like I didn't like it. It was like, uh, like I can't even tell you. It gave me like the weirdest internal feeling that I didn't like because yeah. I didn't know how to deal with it, you yeah. know? And that's not because I had a horrible, like, it's just like something in me, I mean, you that's know? A, it's, I'm the same way with compliments. If I'm in a yeah. show or I do something or if I do something that's like nice for someone and somebody's like, Oh, thank you so much. Or, Oh my gosh, you were yeah. so good in this. Or, Oh my gosh, you were, I'm like immediately like, uh, 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 gross, yeah. gross. Uh, have you ever seen the, uh, the 30 rock episode where like Tina Fey is like, eh, eh, like, like retching no. because someone is complimenting her and she's like, I don't know how to handle a compliment. <laughs> and so she's just like freaking out like her like her body is physically rejecting it that is the most i've ever felt seen in my life moving on gay corner i'm gonna send you this video it's the so, parody the parody it's the parody of what which is yes. stop dry ass pussy bitch <laughs> it is Two drag queens, which again, this is a learning thing for me because these are two iconic drag queens that I have never heard of. That my friend Rex, who actually Rex, um, I talked about him when we went when we went to see Whitney Whitney Finnamore. 
in 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 her show. Uh, Rex is who I went with. It is the most ridiculous. Did you say your pullout game bleed? Yes. <laughs> it is only horrible things. It is really funny. I'm like a bagel stale and dry. <laughs> Oh my god. So as Cody is listening to this, this is um Lady Bunny who is in the blonde wig and Flotilla de Barge who is um in the like purple shiny dress. These are two like famous drag queens who I've never heard of before, but I should have heard of. They are staples in the gay community. Lady Bunny um, started, um, or I guess was one of the founders, maybe I'm mis- mistaken about that, ab- about, of um, Wigstock, which is like this big festival that happened in New York every year for like years and years from like, I think from like the 80s until like 2005. And then there was like a break and then like Neil Patrick Harris and Lady Bunny like started doing it again. And then COVID happened. Um Dry ass pussy. I think that my favorite wow. line in that video is strike a match on this dry ass pussy. <laughs> Jesus. But like these are two That like, was Isn't it kind of mind blowing the shit like it's very funny and it's very grotesque. Super funny. Super vulgar. Super vulgar. But it was but really like, funny. <laughs> really funny. And these are two people who have been in the community for decades, and I have never heard their name until this week because my friend Rex yeah. threw, their, uh, threw the video at me and was like, hey, you should listen to this because he's wonderful and he has like been – he's one of those people who will teach me things. You know what I'm saying? Like he always throws yeah. videos, documentaries, anything at, like my way so that I can learn about my community – because I think that he definitely understands. And when I say definitely, not that he has had to deal with it, but I think that he has had enough friends who have been in his life who have struggled with the same thing that I'm struggling with. Yeah. So he is so willing to teach me things. And he's like, hey, this is Lady Bunny and uh, Flotilla DeBarge. Like, listen to this. This is a great parody of WAP. So, like, he's keeping it current, but also right. throwing in, like, these, like, really uh, established gay community icons so that I can learn. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you got to be thankful for people like that in your life that know more right. than you and are willing to share it. Right, right. Because, like, you can know more than me and just be like, fuck you. I don't want to, like... Right. Sit here and explain to you who the fuck Lady Bunny is when, like, right. he has known who Lady Bunny has been for the last 30 years. So I'm super thankful. Well, and also, that. like, when you have knowledge like that, so, like, some people that grow up, and this is not just in the gay community, this is like anywhere, but if you grow up always having access to a thing, you don't know how much you know. Right. Right. Or how, like, what valuable tools they would have to offer you. They probably are not even aware that they have them. Because it's commonplace to them, yeah. you know? It takes, like, an awareness, like a self-awareness like your friend has to be like, oh, let me spit some knowledge at you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, give you insights and, like, let you know, like, there are these things that exist that are incredible and, right. like, hilarious or talents or, right. or whatever, just knowledge. Because, like, that's you know? fucking hilarious comedy. Like, right. that is funny. Like, right. that was vulgar. That was relevant. And that was fucking great i watched it so many times and i laughed so hard uh one more thing for which is going to be a continuation for next week for gay corner whatever we're gonna do for that um golden girls love the golden girls my brother do you know this my brother has since been a child has been obsessed with the golden girls are you serious they're doing a um since he was little a one-time Zoom event today. It starts at six, so it's five. So in one hour, and I think it might do it at nine as well. I think it's six and nine. They're doing an, an, 
uh, an all black cast. Wait, of, what does that mean? Of uh, like, are they Girls. just doing an episode? Or so they're doing, I don't know, and that's the thing. I didn't like look into it because I kind of wanted to watch it for myself. So it's happening today. So as soon as we're done, I think it's happening at not six and nine. So it's a Zoom yeah. call, and it's like super famous people: uh, Alfrey Woodward or Woodard. Who else? Uh, Regina King is going to be in it. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and who else? Uh, Sanal Latham. Sanal Latham, that's who it is. So it's like they're going to do like a Zoom read. I don't know if it's a reading of a old episode or if they're going to do a take on a new episode. But that's happening. So this is Tuesday the 8th. It is happening today. Um, So this is a continuation of like, hey, everybody, like this will be something we should talk about next week. Anyway, yeah. that is the end of Gay Corno. Uh, and I yeah, think this, is I, like, I, this could be a fun thing to highlight I, people in your community. And- yeah. And honestly, it's less about highlighting people in my community and more about it's more personal, selfish thing. Learning with le- Seth. I want to learn. Yeah. Maybe it's learn with Seth. Is that what it's gonna be? Because he's handicapped though? in the brain. If his brain was something edible, it would be molasses. I'll take that. It's sweet and thick. And slow as fuck. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing to say. Yeah, I think that's our show. Also, upcoming, and this is real, our buddy Maddie Bittner is gonna come on the next episode. So we'll have a guest. Hell yeah. Fun guest. Can't wait. Incredible Can't actor. Wait. Yeah. Goodish dude. Um. <laughs> Goodish dude. Oh, dude. He's Did a great I... guy. Toast. That's serious. To everyone out there that maybe is feeling the pressure, is maybe not sure how to feel, but they know they're tired of things and they're trying to be a good human. You're not alone. We're in this together. And that's kind of it. I love you all. We can do this. <laughs> We can do this, dude. Without question. Life's precious and it's special. Appreciate the people around you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, dude. Fuck yeah. I wish I had more to say, but that's all I have to say. You just talked over my bye. Bye. God damn it. God damn it. it Can I just say bye? Say bye. You say say bye. bye. Let me say bye. Bye. Whatever.